0: Remember life before Netflix, when we watched movies and TV shows at the same time and date they were on? And if we didn't like what was available, we'd flip through channels in search of a better option. If we were watching videos online, they'd always buffer, and an otherwise gorgeous actor would suddenly freeze in the most unflattering of poses. In today's episode, we'll hear from a Filipina working at the streaming giant who will explain the technology that powers their platform. She'll share insights on our behavior as Filipino viewers and give us a peek into what else is in store for us in the coming months. I'm Marcus Elian, Puma Podcast. And in this episode of Teca Teca, we explore the role of our favorite apps during the lockdown, look at what has changed for us as users of these apps, and get a preview of what to expect from these developers in 2021. Ano ang innovations na nangyayari sa loob ng tech companies para magkaroon tayo, hindi lang ng new normal, kundi better normal? Anne Aaron is one of the Filipinos whose work keeps Netflix going.
1: I'm Director of Encoding Technologies at Netflix.
0: We have heard to thank for our ability to stream our favorite shows and movies at the best picture and sound quality a degree holder of both computer engineering and physics from the Ateneo de Manila University, and also has a master's and PhD in electrical engineering from Stanford University.
1: So I know that all that early STEM education I did at Sainscorp, PISAI, and Ateneo really sparked my interest in engineering and brought me to Stanford. And so whenever you start pressing play when you watch Netflix today, just think about that how that early STEM education actually channels to Netflix viewing today.
0: Anne is a fan of The Crown, Alice in Borderland, and Crash Landing on You. When she's not working or spending time with her family, she organizes gatherings of Filipinos in Silicon Valley, where they network and also eat pancit and lumpia. But let's get back to what she does and how this contributes to our lives as Netflix viewers. Here she is talking at a recent webinar of the Philippine American Academy of Science and Engineering, or PAASE.
1: I lead a team of software engineers and research scientists, and we're responsible for all the software and research that generates the media that you see in our service. So that's the video files, the audio files, the captions, and even the images or the trailers that power the Netflix service. At Netflix, we strive to deliver a seamless experience to our members. And why is this important? Well, When you press play and watching The Crown and you're in a very dramatic part of the show, you don't want to see this, so this is a rebuffer. Or when you're watching Stranger Things and you see Eleven, you don't want to see her look like this and where she almost looks like a monster. So how do we achieve the seamless experience? and this is the building blocks of our Netflix streaming. After a a movie or a show has been produced, uh, we get a final master of the show or film. Then we take that into coding, the system that generates multiple versions of the files so that we can support all certified Netflix devices with different bandwidth or network conditions. These files are then sent out and stored in multiple copies throughout the world. Lastly, we have a streaming engine that's running on TVs, laptops, and phones that play the devices. My team is responsible for this part of the system, the encoding part, and our goal is to be able to deliver high-quality watching experience while sending the least amount of data possible. So why is this a difficult problem? Because actually, the data that comes out after a show or a movie is produced is really large. Video itself is large
0: data.
1: So let's take this one episode of Crash Landing on You. One 18-minute episode, if you just look at that, is about 206 gigabytes of data. If you want to stream that over the internet, that amounts to about 350 megabytes of data. That's way above any typical broadband connection. So if we wanna be able to deliver this seamlessly to your homes or even to your cell phones, we have to reduce the data by 50 times or even 1000 times without hurting the picture quality. So that's where the work of my team comes in. Uh, We do a lot of research and a lot of software development to be able to reduce the data as much as possible. So before 2015, uh, before we did a lot of research on this, if you had four gigabytes of data, uh, this would, amount to only about six hours of Netflix viewing. After some of the work we did in 2015, we were able to increase that to 10 hours of Netflix viewing for four gigabytes of data. And more recently, even with more innovation in the space, um, we were able to do 23 hours of Netflix viewing. That means that with just four gigabytes of data, you can watch all the episodes of Crash Landing for you. Because if that was in 2015, then you could only watch six hours and, you know,
0: So, at this point, Anne's team has reduced the data so that we can enjoy more shows with the connection that we have. How do these shows get to us then?
1: Our goal is to store these files as close as possible to our members who are watching them so that you can get less rebuffers and lower delays. So, we do this through our Open Connect network, which is a bunch of servers all over the world. And what we do is that when you're sleeping, we actually send these files to these caches over the Pacific Ocean. So, for example, here uh, we we have some nodes in Japan, and we also have some nodes in the Philippines. And so when people are sleeping, we look at what are the shows that most likely people are going to watch the most, and we fill these caches with them. And so when you wake up, you don't have to transfer this data across the Pacific Ocean, and, and you can just get it at the closest server. This means less internet congestion and just better quality viewing for our members.
0: There is one last component that makes our Netflix viewing experience a smooth one. What Dan calls adaptive streaming.
1: So once you hit play, the streaming engine on your phone or your TV or laptop requests a file that is best suited for your device. If the network conditions get worse or suddenly changes, then your device quickly adapts and reoptimizes and finds the best file now based on your current network.
0: Galing, no? These are the results of constant learning and innovation.
1: Sometimes people ask me, what's the next big thing? And to be honest, I don't think they're big things. The whole development of products, developing of technology, it's one small step at a time. You have an idea, you invent, you build, you test, you fail, you succeed. Maybe you fail again, you innovate. And this just goes around and around and you just test all these things and, and you just become better. And I think that's, that's really what I think about how you build technology and how you build products.
0: And that's it for this episode of Teca, Teca. Thank you to our friends from the Philippine-American Academy of Science and Engineering, or PAASE. They are raising funds to improve STEM education in regional high schools. If you want to help their cause, email cpdavid at paasewebinar at gmail.com. Again, I'm Mark Asilian, Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by Trisha Aquino. It was edited by Carl Sayat. Follow Teca Teca on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get this podcast.